Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-host, Mark Choi. It's Mark, it's Mark, it's Mark. How are you, Mark? I'm good, man. Hey, it's crazy. It's Friday. It's Friday. It's Wayne's World. Wayne's oh, World. Jesus <laughs> <laughs> that was completely, I just, that came to my mind out of nowhere, but... Yeah, no, things are going great, man. I, I'm I'm having a having a good night. I have a uh, chicken sandwich in front of me. I use wheat bread instead of white bread, so I'm making uh, it's progress, right? Yeah, um, I have a lot of hot sauce on it. <laughs> I have ghost pepper sauce and and get this Carolina Reaper hot sauce on this thing. I'm gonna die tonight. Guys. Yeah, I was gonna say, are you serious? <laughs> That's quite the concoction you got yeah. going there. Dude, I'm getting really into gardening, unrelated to my sandwich, but I ordered a bunch of seeds. So I ordered every pepper seed you can basically get for hot seeds. And I ordered Carolina Reaper seeds from this guy. And he was like, really good ratings. He was like, oh, you're gonna get your seeds, it's gonna be awesome. Because Carolina Reapers are <laughs> Carolina Reapers are not natural. They're man-made peppers, basically. So these seeds, you can't just – they're not naturally occurring. So you have to buy them from the right place. I ordered them. They never showed up. They just never got here. And the guy, like, charged me, and I tried charging it back. It didn't work. So oh, man. Sounds I'm like a on, scam. Yeah. So I'm trying different avenues of getting Carolina Reaper seeds because – I really want to grow them this year, and I still have time because it's only April. But it's yeah, it's uh, I'm trying to grow them. So what you have to do for pepper seeds basically is plant the seeds inside during the spring months, get the plant to bloom, and then replant the plant outside during the summer. So when it's hot, so it actually like gets the peppers and shit. But like, so that's that's my plan. Um, it's it's been crazy. I cannot believe I just talked about gardening. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna like bring it back, be like, "Well, yeah, this is a peppercast. <laughs> it's a peppercast." But no, oh Christ, Mark, it's great having you on the show. I always love uh, the things that you provide. Um, but for real, this is a video game podcast. But no, maybe before we dive into the games we have, because maybe I don't have too many I've been playing. But I, I'm, I am trying to get back into it. Um, is there anything going on in life outside of video games that we maybe want to talk about? I'm thinking, yeah, your gardening is pretty cool, but is there anything yeah. else? I don't know, dude. Here, let me think. There definitely is. There has to be. I mean... Well, it's getting nice out, and I just wanted to bring up that I just got in the mail two like, skate decks uh, for the band Circa Survive. I mentioned it on a previous episode. My whole dilemma is they're so beautiful because they have the album art on each of them. And it's like, my dilemma is, do I ride these boards or do I like preserve them for like keeping them hanging on a wall because they're so beautiful to look at or to also preserve their values? Because like, I know they're going to be collector's items. They're like limited as it is. So, hmm. Very interesting. I just ate a bite of my sandwich. If you can't tell. <laughs> I'm wondering <laughs> how hot that must be. Mm -hmm. It's good, but I'm, I'm a little bit sweaty. Oh god, and that's okay. the thing. Listener, we should have we should put a warning on this episode because there's people out there that hate when people eat on podcasts. <laughs> I don't mind it at all, but I know like there's certain podcasts I listen to where the the listeners just really can't stand it. Okay. Well, I'll try to not do that no. because I'm I'm good now. And and uh unfortunately you're just gonna have to deal with that first yeah, little bit. I'm not right worried there. about that. <laughs> um But with in terms of decks, so 
one of my favorite decks I've ever had was an Element Featherlight deck. I had it when I was really young. I didn't want to skate it, but I did skate it. And every when I did skate it, I was scared to scratch it. I was scared to do anything with it. Yeah. And I don't know. And in the end, I kind of realized that not skating it was, I don't know, it, it, it didn't, it didn't give me the same joy that just thrashing it really did. Yeah. I ended up just skating it till it broke. Um, <laughs> Holy shit. That's awesome. But if, if it is genuinely a collector's item type thing, really don't just, just hold on to it and buy a Zoomies deck for 30 bucks. Really. Well, that's you're, what I mean. I have my like beginner deck that I'm just going to yeah. skate the hell out of. So I think I'll just keep going with that. It's yeah. just, yeah, it's for now. It will just be something I hold on to, but that's, I do want to even just set it up and get it rideable, but I'm just like a nervous of scratching it and the whole thing. Maybe I just don't. But anyway, that was a whole little tangent. We yeah. can go into the games we've been playing. How about you, Mark? What have you been playing? We haven't heard from you in a couple episodes. Okay, so I've been playing Horizon Zero Dawn, like I said last podcast. It's a really, really long game. The story is solid. The story is very solid. I like what's going on with it. I really do. But I think the first... So this is... This is Obviously anecdotal. This is me, my experience. I think the first six to eight hours of gameplay, the story is so heavy. Everything is story, 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 story. You you learn new stuff about the character. You, you learn new stuff about your enemies. But then around hour like 10 to like 20, it's kind of just open world where you're just shooting shit. Yeah, definitely. You really are just kind of learning and like, like learning combat, but, but then at a certain point, you're not really learning. It's just repetitive. I don't know. And that's where I'm at. I'm, I'm, I'm like in the 20 something ish hour range. And it really has gotten to raiding quests, freeing up bandit camps and killing monsters that can two hit me, which sucks. You get you really get two hit if if you don't know what you're doing. Definitely. Um, so that's I don't know. I, I know the the story's gonna pick up because it just has to, because that's how the game's gonna work. It does. It will. Um, and according to my friend, I'm going to learn where the world takes place in in our world at a certain point. Yeah, and I have. I haven't done that yet. And I I still actually don't know exactly where that's supposed to be. Um, just I don't know. I haven't really looked at the map close enough. But, um, yeah, it's supposed to be just a real world location, and it's not really supposed to be that hard to to figure out. But I haven't really looked. Um, I have a feeling you'll identify it when you get there. Yeah. Um. I I just am remembering that there's DLC I've yet to play for that game. Are you going to, once you beat this game, continue on with the DLC? It's tough. I don't know. I don't know. This is, this is a long game. It's a 80-plus hour game. It's hard to say. I really don't know. Because a game like The Witcher, I would absolutely play the DLC. Uh, that took me about the same time to beat. Um, but then again, a game like... Um, 
I don't know, just oh, some random JRPG that just is grind, 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 grind until you hit 80 hours. Probably not. I don't know. It's it's hard to say. And, and based on everything I know and everyone I know who's played this game, everybody loves it. So, you know, I would probably be open to it. I really would. And this is just me guessing because I haven't beaten it. So I if, if, if DLC does come out, I probably will, will go for it. Okay. Um, Nice. But on top of that, yeah, I've, I've, uh, you know, I've been playing. Okay. I, I don't want to keep going down Overwatch all the time, but feel free. Here's the thing Asia and I talked about this on a couple episodes ago. He was talking about making a fake account, a Smurf account, basically, and seeing how you do in competitive versus the original account you made when you start the game. That's right. I do recall this conversation. Okay. So I took him up on his offer. I bought a, another account when the game was on sale for 20 bucks. I did it. I said, hey, if he says this is how this game works, I'm going to try it. And I'm going to try it out. And I'm going to see... Brent is screaming go. at his head or screaming at his computer right now or yeah. phone or however he's listening to this shit because he's well, like, AJ buys the same game multiple times and he got you to do it too, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to actually try it. I'm going to see if the theory works that y- if you queue comp with a, an account that you purposely try to do really, 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 really well on from day one scores higher than the other one i'm gonna actually try that out i'm gonna it's scientific research yeah honestly in theory i really think you'll find that he's right oh i absolutely think he's right i i have no doubt in my mind that he's he's not right um because he or i have no doubt in my mind that he's not wrong i meant uh because i've read things online that completely support what he's saying people queue for competitive, do all their placement matches, score like like absolute dog shit, make a new account, get to level 25, score, and score four or 500 points higher than they did before. I completely believe that because that's, it's just how the game is. That's how a lot of games are, to be honest. Yeah, you're um, right. And it's that's just broken to me. I feel like it's almost like the opposite, like logic of like companies being like oh well you're grandfathered in at this like awesome price or something for instance and so it's like you've been playing for so long you're getting screwed over (laughs) (laughs) basically i know man yeah and and look i'll I'll come back to the podcast and i'll tell you how i do i'll tell i will give the full breakdown of my last game i mean my last account and this account i will and that's it's a scientific experiment and regardless of my outcome i will tell you what happens if you even if i score lower than my last account i will tell you what happens cool so that's, no, that's i'm looking my forward goal. to that nice that's yeah. really cool yeah and this will be something people can reference because this is something that's not very well documented to be honest you can google it it's it's hard to find solid information on um so that's one thing second thing brendan does not like our review of Life is Strange too. By I know. Okay, he he came to me about it, and uh, yeah, the he thing talked is, to me too. Okay, he but no, he had like some it. really valid points. All right, and in fact, let me pull it up because I think it's important to give his. Like, that's the thing. We'll have to have him on about it because I, I don't know. Once we have to have a spoiler cast about it, but that's the thing. We're only two episodes deep into this this whole game, so I feel like we can't really do it until the full game's released and all the episodes are out. Um, agreed. Agreed. 
But what it really, really boils down to uh, at the end of the day for us not liking it is not likable characters, in my opinion. Uh, also, just I, he was saying it seems like we're upset with uh, them, including like certain politics. I said, literally take the politics entirely out of the game. And I still would like say that I'm not having a good time because mainly it's just the pacing and it's boring and it's just not nearly as interesting as the original. So I feel like it just had such a high bar to like be met. And I, I just feel like it's missing it, but it, there's still the potential of it being good that I even said by the end of the game, it, let's say we're at the end of episode five, I could have completely 180 and been like, you know what? Actually, I thoroughly enjoyed it, but I don't necessarily think that'll be the case. We'll see. Yeah. No, and I completely get your comment on the political aspect of it. Um, and Brendan even said this himself. There were two defining moments in which the political sphere broke through on basically just showing what they were trying to push in this game. There was two moments, right? There was the one where he kicks him in the face and said, this is why Trump's building the wall. There's the second <laughs> one where Brody's like, everything's political, right? Yeah, I hated that one. That one really got to me. Yeah, but I disagree with that. I actually say... The gamer notices this from square one. This is my view. Obviously, people can disagree with me. Brendan, you can disagree with me if you're listening to this right now. Oh, don't worry. He's not listening. I'm kidding. (laughs) It's not those two moments. Those two moments are the peak. Those two moments are the the head of everything. The, The political tension is unbelievably clear from the first second you start the game. Well, and yeah, not- and even, the, like, just the police yes. shooting the father unnecessarily. Yes. It was all, everything about yes, that whole exactly. scenario felt fake. It and was just like- so, yeah, you have the the retarded white male guy outside of the house who's a babbling moron trying to antagonize the Mexican brothers. He's the most stupid character you could ever have yep. trying to make them violent for no reason other than be their race. And it's just and that the way it all panned out, the, the cop did not need to fire a bullet no, at all. It just felt like, it, it just and honestly felt like he didn't even mean to or something. And then it's yeah. just like, it was, it, it just felt like to me, because in just the news of recent times, shit like that does happen. So I understand what they're going for, but I was just like, I don't need that shit in my games. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's not, it's not that you don't appreciate or you don't respect things that happen that aren't justified like like you, you like obviously if something really really bad happens you're you're gonna stand behind it and say that justice should be served obviously right, right. but in this case this game just sets everything up for this one moment that people say there's only two things that happen, but it's not. It's 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 a it's a slow build up. It's a very very obvious slow build up to those things, and I I like the game. I I will say I said this before. I think it's a six or seven out of ten. Right. I don't disagree with that at game. all. <laughs> but I do think they had an agenda, and 
they built it up to this and they have to answer for it. And I think the later episodes will actually be better because I, I do hope. think, I do think they actually have heard our complaints and like people like us have said things to them. And I think they're actually the later episodes are not going to have this kind of stuff in them based on stuff I've seen online. Um, but, uh, yeah. So I think the game's going to be. I, I actually do think episodes three, four, and five are going to be better than one and two. It's that's, good. It's, that's my prediction. I'm I guessing. agree. I think so too. I, I am guessing that, but I think it's going to be true. I but do. that's. But I still stand by my sentiment of they made the first two episodes for the critics and nobody, not for the fans. And it's like, God damn it. True. Like, yeah. Oh, I, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. So that's just frustrating. And I don't know. I don't think it was worth double the price. And we don't have definitive deadlines on when these episodes are coming out. So it's all around just like, what the hell's going on with this episode? I mean, this true. sequel. Mm-hmm trying to think if Bren had anything else other to say other than that. Uh, I'm not <laughs> sure. <laughs> it's fine. We can move on. No. Yeah. Um, I wanted to mention the free games for PlayStation PSN members or PlayStation Plus, I guess, uh, in April. Uh, are you on PlayStation, Mark? I am, yes. And I have PSN Plus, so I, I get all those games. Nice. So that's the thing. This month I was kind of just like, uh, kind of disappointed because I don't really know either. Uh, Conan Exiles and The Surge. So yeah, Ew. I know. Ew. I'm just like, really PlayStation? There's been months that go by where they're like, oh, not bad. This one's just like, no wonder you're giving these games away for free. Nobody wants this shit. But hey, I added it to my library. Who am I kidding? Yeah. Do you have an external hard drive, by the way? For Yes, that? I do. Okay. Because I really, really need to get one, because my hard drive is, like, zero gigabytes left. Oh, dude, there were so many times where I'd be deleting games just to make room for others, and you can only do that so much before it's just like, just give me a freaking external. I'm probably just going to get, like, a two terabyte, three gig, uh, USB 3 drive. Yeah, well, you know what's a- crazy? USB 3, dude, that shit's been around for, like, a long time. When I say a long time, dude, I'm talking like 15 years. Wow. It's a long time. So it's 2019, dude. That stuff's been... USB 3 has actually been around before 2010. Um, It was very, very rare back then, but it was still around. The standard of data transfer has changed immensely. It's It's crazy that consoles are still relying on USB 3 to be like the most like the, like the, like the standard and I'll take it if that is what it is then whatever and I, I realize they have to like take their standard to to most average Americans so USB 3 makes sense yeah but yeah USB 3 is pretty old <laughs> well even mentioning like the whole hard drive for your PlayStation, I the whole issue I have is it kind of takes up one of my front USB ports. Or th- there are more ports on this PlayStation Four that I'm not even like n- aware of. Yeah, maybe in the back. I don't know, but yeah, I don't know. U- USB three is the fastest that's that's offered for external drives. So, but yeah, I, I don't. Does the PlayStation Four have a USB three that you can plug into? Dude, I don't even know, man. That's what I, I mean. I don't, I don't think so. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe I just that's, have to get- and that's my problem. I it's like the the PlayStation Four has two USB uh, two uh, ports that you can plug your uh, uh, 
a cable in to charge your controllers and stuff. And my external hard drive takes up one of those ports. So I can only technically charge one controller at a time because that's in like plugged in all the time. Dude, that's lame as hell, man. I know. So <laughs> not the greatest setup. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Interesting. Just as an FYI, let me know if you come up with something better. Yeah. No, I, and I, I do love my PS4. I really do. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm in this weird state where I, I play a lot of PC games, but I, I realize that good console games, like good PS4 exclusives, hold their own compared to PC games. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I think it's actually a pretty even split on what I'm playing these days. It's strange. Other than Switch, which I've, I've been playing a lot of Super Smash on Switch. So that's another thing I can mention. Oh, nice. Yeah, I've, I've, uh, I've been playing the story mode of, you know, Smash Ultimate, the new Smash on Switch, and it's long, man. It's not the way to unlock characters. I'll give you that. Just just play a lot. <laughs> if you really do want to just unlock all the characters, do not do story mode because it will take you forever. All right. <laughs> yeah. Just play a lot of random games, a lot of three stock games. That's the way to go to, to unlock all the characters because if you do the story, it takes so, so, so long. Um. Back in my uh, my heyday, me and my friend Andrew used to, uh, back in like melee times, he and I used to do tournaments together. We would do doubles tournaments in Super Smash Melee. Nice. Um, singles and doubles tournaments. Um, we weren't that great. We won a couple games. We won a couple rounds and stuff. But um, yeah, so we were, like, we were into it. We had our ear to the community, I mean, the competitive scene. So. We knew what was happening. Yeah. Um, so, and that kind of translates to this new game. All people won't agree with me when I say this, but every uh -oh. single every single Smash game that's come out, all of the competitive communities have relatively been the same. A lot of like the best players are kind of toxic. A lot of like the best people. It's it's because it's so solo and it's so individual. It's not, I don't know, it, it's it's stressful and everyone's kind of cocky. That's yeah. <laughs> the best way to describe it. I get it. that vibe and that's one of the reasons I kind of steer clear from that whole franchise. I oh, no. understand the like the competitive and like the joy in that. And I, I, I would like to play it at some point. I'm just not necessarily going to invest like $60 to a game that I'm not going to play that often. Yeah. Well, no, it's, it's, it's a fantastic game. Like it's an absolutely amazing game. But yes, if you do want to progress in terms of competitive smash, everyone <laughs> in there is cocky as shit. They think they're better than you in every way even including things outside of Smash for some weird reason. Well, that sucks. <laughs> and, yeah, so you're just going to have to get past that if you want to play them. It's it kind of annoying, but that is what it is, and I'm pretty sure no one will disagree with me on that. So Yeah, no, a lot of gaming communities are toxic. Hopefully none of our listeners are contributing to the toxicity. <laughs> yeah. Just have fun, guys. Exactly. Just play the games. Your life's so short. Just have fun. There really. we go. Oh, man. I want to get back in the Rocket League, but man, talk about Toxic. Oh, my um, God. Yeah. One 
One game that I am going to download after we get off the call, because I heard about it uh, on a Twitch stream. Actually, uh, Yusong uh, Lu, he's from Doughboys. We actually had him, I had a clip of him singing on his stream for us and stuff on a previous episode. He's a really fun guy. He's hopefully going to be on an upcoming episode with an interview in the near future, so you can look forward to that. But he mentioned that he's been playing this game called Tetris 99, and it's a free online multiplayer version of Tetris that's available on the Switch. And I came out in February. It's fucking cool. It's basically like 99 players competing simultaneously playing Tetris. And like, I, I guess as you complete rows, you send them to the other players. And it's just like kind of like stressful. And the like, it really speeds things up. And then it like eliminates people. And then it's like kind of like a last standing, like who's number one at Tetris in, in a battle against 98 other players. So it seems like something that would be fun. I'm not really a good Tetris player, so I hopefully there's like some kind of like practice mode or something or like maybe a less stressful one, but I don't know. It'd be fun to maybe just give it a go. I did enjoy tre- Tetris at some point. Yeah. You know, I played it growing up on like the Game Boy and stuff, but I don't know. I never really cared about it enough to to really, really try and try and do as best as I possibly could. But that's what I mean. I don't like it, man. Go for it. That's what I mean. I don't even think I'm going to try to be do as best as I can. I'm just going to play it just for nostalgia's sake, and also I don't know, just to see how I can hold up against so many other people playing at the same time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I got you. I got you, man. So that'll be fun and free. Yeah. No, for real. Um. I'm trying to think if there's anything else game-related. Maybe we can move into some news topics. Uh, shit. Yeah, no, nothing really that I've been playing, so we can go right into the news. All right, dude, let's do it. Let's do it, man. All right. Let's so, have this be a more real episode, you know? Let's talk about stuff that's going on in our lives and everyone's lives. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I mean, like, not, not in a controversial way, but, you know, just interesting. Let's keep it. Let's keep it real. All right, well, this is a kind of a dumb topic, but I'll bring it up. I saw it on an article on Games Radar. Uh, it, it's titled, This Madman Reached Level 99 in Kingdom Hearts 3 Without Ever Leaving the First World. And I feel like certain gamers, hmm. I don't understand why hmm. we set these like goals for ourselves that don't mean anything and then, but the thing is, like, this person, they got the article written about them. They're getting the praise they desired. But in all reality, to me, that's not even really something worth praising. It's just like, yeah, it, know, I feel like that's something literally anybody could do if they just take the time to do it. But it's just, this is the guy that took the time to do it. So we're going to applaud yeah. him for that. Do you want to know what my first thought is? Uh, you don't have a job, do you? Yeah, no, for sure. And it's, it's almost, it's, yeah, it's actually kind of depressing. So I guess he already yeah. has enough to deal with. Dude, it's like, it's not, there's certain things and it makes me sound like an asshole and I'm sorry. There are certain things in gaming that it's, it stops being impressive when you don't have external responsibilities. Yes. If it, if, if you can do that and you can balance a girlfriend and a job and all sorts of stuff, then I will be way more impressed (laughs) if you literally don't do anything all day except that. Because I could do that too. I'm sorry. Exactly. If I had no school, no job, no girlfriend, 
no family bothering me. I could do any impressive video game thing I wanted to, to my heart's content. <laughs> well, in this guy's defense, so, I don't know. He might have a girlfriend. He might have a job, but it, it's I'm not really sure. But yeah, who knows? Maybe his girlfriend's super impressed with the fact that he got the level 99 uh, without leaving the first world. I mean, to me, maybe. It's, uh, it's yeah. almost a he thousand hours. He might have hours. a job. Who knows? Yeah, who, yeah, yeah, I guess technically, yes, you could have a job and do that, but... I think it's unlikely, but maybe he did. I don't know. Oh, my God. Yeah, so it's just stupid. Yeah, I didn't mean to break that up. <laughs> no, no, it's a, it's good news, but it's like, yeah, I, I'm calling BS. I don't think he has a job. I'm calling it. Yeah, we'll there we go. We'll find out later. We'll find out later, but I'm calling it now. But so. it's just a strange trend that people – yeah, I, I remember mentioning it on the previous episode. That guy had the whole God run or whatever of the Soulsborne franchise where he played all of the Dark Souls, Demon Souls, uh, Bloodborne, and had to beat them all without getting hit once, and he pulls it off. That was just yeah. like – that's just all in that guy's head. Like, nobody asked him to do this. This isn't anything, but he went and did it. Yeah. That's – having played all of those games, I didn't beat Bloodborne. But I beat every other game. Same. I'm in the same boat. That is... Unfathomable. I can't, I can't yeah. even... F I can't f picture that. No. I can't. I, I actually kind of would be interested in watching that full thing just to be like, is this real? Um, <laughs> yeah. You, you know, the last boss of Dark Souls 1 is the easiest thing on the entire planet. <laughs> because, yeah. And the last boss of Dark Souls 3 is fucking hard. That... He really is a bitch. Yeah. Um, speaking of all this, like, Dark Souls and stuff, they've, the creators of that franchise went on to make a new game that's, like, got everybody playing it. It's the Sekiro, uh, what the fuck is it? Oh, oh the, the Samurai game. Yeah, exactly. Um, Shadows Die Twice, I don't know what this subtitle is, but the thing is, there's, like, been an outcry, and I've seen a lot of, like, controversy in the gaming community over this topic of people saying, there should be an easy mode for this game. God, and, no. And they're no. all, like, very, like, basically being like, it doesn't matter. Like, you should just do that so I can play your game. And it's like, it doesn't hurt it. You just don't play it on easy mode. It's like, no, you don't understand. And a lot of the people defending this are saying, like, that would ruin the creator's vision of, like, the heart. The, that's how the hardcore fans feel because it's like, Tech, yeah, the whole point of the game is to to be good or like to get good and like challenge yeah. yourself and rinse repeat like learn learn the fucking move set of the enemy and like really like adapt to the challenge to overcome it. Yeah, and the, the thing dude, is, these are a bunch. Of, you know what this says is a bunch of normies and bitches crying. About. It is, and they're in the swarms and they're really gathering attention and being like this should be a thing and I I I'm really kind of like perturbed by it all. It's, it's just like, oh sorry, you've never played a hard game before. I'm so sorry. Yeah, and I I just think it's I don't know. I don't I can't imagine them actually giving in and giving them the easy mode. So what's the fucking point of having this whole conversation anyway? It's just like uh, there's some games that you won't be able to beat, and I've come to that to terms with that many times. So it's just like you just walk away, and that's what one point Brent brought up in our Slack that made perfect sense. Is like that's when you just go watch a let's play. That's what let's plays yeah. are for, so you can enjoy the experience without the frustration or having to go through it yourself. And if you go through it yourself and can't pull it off, that's on you. Yeah, that's so that. 
it's so frustrating. And dude, people are so entitled nowadays. That's I think uh, uh, Brent's so mad he's not on this episode. <laughs> dude, I actually think it's it's culture. I really do think culture has shifted in the United States in the past couple of years. I think look at SNES games. Look at old SNES games. Pitfall, F Zero, old Castlevania games. People were disciplined. They played these games. They died over and over and over again until they beat these games, right? They had discipline. They played them until they won. That is not a thing that happens anymore. That just doesn't happen. People, if they can't beat it in their first playthrough in the first 10 hours, they get angry. Yep. So It's so dumb. (laughs) I actually think gaming culture has shifted entirely. To a certain point where maybe it's not good. I actually think gaming culture needs to have more discipline. I think we need to go back to the way things were when we had old Super Nintendos, we had SNES, we had old Sega games. I think that's what we need to move back to with these new, like the new Samurai game. I think we need to take a step back and say, okay, this isn't a game that I'm going to just blow through quickly. I need to learn how the game works. I need to die a lot of times to figure out how things interact with me. But that's the thing. That's people, people aren't willing to do that. People no, are, have no patience anymore. That's the problem. You're absolutely right. And it also is just like, it, it would take away from the reputation of the games like Dark Souls. It's like Dark Souls have the reputation of they're this challenging and the only people that beat them are the crazy people that put the time and effort into beating these. So what you're trying to say is like you want everyone to be able to beat Dark Souls, uh, just put it on easy mode. So then that takes <laughs> away from the whole like being able to like say to someone, I actually beat Dark Souls. It is something to be proud of because it's a fucking yeah. hard thing to do. Yeah, being Dark Souls is, is a very good accomplishment. I will For sure. say it's still a accomplishment i agreed for especially if you're just from gamer to gamer that's something to be like yeah that's something i accomplished um but i don't know it and there's like this whole kotaku article uh written up about like an easy mode has never ruined a game and i'm like oh i just disagree like yeah it's not not necessary so yeah Yeah. frustrating what a topic dude Uh, tweet at us if you think we're wrong (laughs) Yeah, you can if you want. Dark Souls 2, I think, needs to go kill itself. I think Dark Souls 2 sucks. Yeah, it wasn't the best. No, I um, agree. I I beat one. I have beaten Dark Souls 1 five times. Damn. I've beaten Dark Souls 3 one time. I've beaten Dark Souls 2 zero times because I think Dark Souls 2 sucks ass. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I beat them all just one time because I'm never putting myself through them ever yeah. again. <laughs> I, think, I think Dark Souls 2 is a heaping pile of shit i think dark souls 2 sucks ass i think the fact that when you die you lose part of your health permanently is that was rough dude oh man that was it's not that first came out i was like so excited to play and then that just like was like oh you guys are really fucking me no it's just a bad feature sorry it's just just actually a bad feature it's not Not fun good Um, not fun at all yeah um i beat actually i beat probably half of the game and i just decided i think it it wasn't fun for me i wasn't having fun so i quit do you uh, intend on playing the sekiro uh the samurai game yeah i do actually i do plan on playing it because i beat three i beat dark souls three i'm i'm planning on being bloodborne soon oh nice Um, dude i should get into it and we could talk about it at the same time 
actually the first time I ever played Bloodborne, I beat the um the one like monster on the bridge the first try. The first time I tried it. Oh, nice. Um, which was like the first save I'm at. So I think that's where I'm starting from. There was this motherfucker with like a machine gun on like a tower. When you get there, let me know. He was a total dick. Yeah. No, Bloodborne is a different monster, honestly. Like Bloodborne compared to Dark Souls is very different. Yeah, I it's, it's so really foreign to me thing. that I, I struggled with it. And that's why I kind of stepped away from it. But I, I might get back into that. Yeah, no, I'm going to try it too. But I, dude, it's, it's hard. It's so hard. Oh, it definitely, yeah, lives up to the yeah. reputation, so no easy mode there. No, not Plebs. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, plebs All right, go, there we go. go fuck off, basically. So, uh, I'm usually never this negative. Uh, all right, <laughs> that's the thing. There is a news topic I wanted to get your opinion on. Uh, Cowboy Bebop live action series, and they already started casting some of it. Uh, John Cho <sighs> is going to be uh, Spike Spiegel. Yeah, well, they asked me if I wanted to be Spike Spiegel, and I basically t- I told them to go pound sand. What? I said, I said, guys, I know you think I'm like Spike. I know you think I have the same char- characteristics as Spike, but I can't do this to the community. So I told them to to go pound sand. So John Cho got the job instead. Um, I'm glad you put your podcast first. <laughs> yeah. So, um. If John Cho's gonna get it, I, I, I here's the thing, man. I, I don't. I think it's not gonna end up going well. No, oh it. no, but it's it's Harold, the titular Harold from Harold and I know, Kumar. I, I know, I know, <laughs> and I, I'm happy they picked him. I am. I think it's strange they picked Jet to be black, but fair. And it's not a bad, like, okay, again, it's not a bad thing. I just think it's weird. I think all of this stuff is weird. I think all of the casting is strange. But I'm going into it with an optimistic attitude thinking, let's see what they're, th- these creative people are going to do. Yeah. Because the, the, you can't, like, I don't know, the source material is fantastic. So, you it know what is. I mean? Cowboy Bebop is one of the best animes ever made by, like, most people's standards. I think it's, it's, it's. Like Definitely in the conversation. Yeah. It's like a 10 out of 10 on like every site ever that's rated it. But uh, Netflix, like Netflix hasn't done justice to most anime ad- adaptations they've done. Death Note was the worst thing that's ever happened ever. Oh, God. So, yeah, don't forget about Death Note. That, that was a piece of pile of dog shit. That was yeah, terrible. I remember seeing just screenshots. I never, I never saw the anime and didn't even care. Would would not care enough to watch the live action. But I remember fans were not happy either. Yeah, no, it was. It wasn't even fans. It was just everybody thought it was just so bad. It was just terrible. Um, but I'm open minded and I'm actually willing to give it the benefit of the doubt. I really, really do hope it does well. I actually. I'm rooting for it. That's the thing. So you can see this and you can predict that it's not going to do well based on statistical evidence of other things that have not done well. But I'm still going to root for it. I hope it it breaks those odds. I hope it does well. I hope everyone loves it. I hope the characters do good. I hope they act the way the the characters in the anime do. Like, I, I really, really am behind it. 
wholeheartedly, but based on other things that have happened, it doesn't work out that way very well. So we'll see. I don't yeah. know. We'll see. Definitely. Um, yeah. Again, I think the casting is all right. Jet. So here's the thing. The funny thing about Jet. Um, so the guy that's playing him is black, right? In the show, he's not black. He's white. But the voice actor in English is black. So they actually cast the character based on his voice actor. Oh, for- I thought they were going to say they casted his voice actor. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, yeah. So it's strange. They actually cast the character based on the voice actor, which is weird. That's, that's interesting. That's, that is something that has not really been done before. So Jed is now black, according to this show, which is strange because he wasn't in the anime. But uh, and, and I don't care. Like if if if, it, if he's a good actor and he does a good job, then so be it. That's that's great. That's fantastic. But it is odd that they just decided to just change that out of nowhere. No, I'm, I'm like I feel it like makes, it's. Happens in other mediums too. It makes you, but it makes you sound racist, and you're not. No, it, it's just an observation. So I hope yeah. no one's holding this against you. <laughs> no, it's it's like you just picked something different than what it is, and I like if you call it out, then like, are you racist? Because I don't think no, you are. I think you're I think just it, saying it is what it is. But like they are just trying to be more inclusive, and I don't have a problem with that. So I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we'll see how it goes, I guess. Yeah, I, I don't know. We'll see how the show goes. Definitely. Good That's luck, one Netflix. To keep, our, keep on your radar. Yeah, good luck. Have fun. G-L-F-H-F. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and I'm trying to think. I think that's pretty much it for the news topics. There is maybe one more thing we wanted to try before we do plugs, and that's like a, a, a new – it's not even going to be a segment. This is just something we're going to do, but it's like – I don't know. I was thinking of... Alright, maybe there will be a segment. Let's play some music. (laughs) Alright, so this is going to be a mini improv thing where it's just like a reading of a movie script starring Mark and I'm the narrator and let's just see how it goes. Okay. So I just, I'm just going from my intuition, right? I'm just picking something. Well, I'm going to kind of set the scene a little bit and then, yeah, I guess we're just going to go from there. Okay. Interior. Jail. Mark finds himself naked and doesn't know why he's there. I wake up, looking around. My fingernails are barely holding on. There's a bit of blood drawing from my lower lip. I taste it. I look up at the sky and I don't know why I'm here. I think maybe I've been... I've been wronged, but honestly, I'm not entirely sure. I stand up. I look around. I grab the bars in front of me. I shake them. They don't move. I just don't know what to do. I really have no idea what to do. I'm panicking. A security guard enters. 
I say, hey, you, what can you tell me? Who am I? Why am I here? He looks at me, he says, <laughs> you're just a loser. You're here because you did what you know what you did. And I look at him and I say, you just say that because you're just a pawn in the system. You just are here because you don't know what you are. You don't have any values. You don't have anything you stand for. He laughs and he walks away. I keep looking around. You hear a noise coming from the toilet after the security guard walks away. It's a ringing sound. Yeah. I walk over to the toilet. I look down. I actually see a piece of metal in the toilet. It looks strange. It doesn't look like something that would be in a toilet. It's actually a cell phone. <laughs> I, yeah. I oddly put my hand in and I pull it out. In term, disregarding hygiene entirely. Uh, Somebody's calling you on yeah, the cell phone. Apparently, it's a cell phone. I answer the cell phone. Mark, it's the president of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get you out of here. Are you Kiefer Sutherland? Yes. <laughs> How did you know? All right. That's the thing. I love you, Kiefer Sutherland. I'm sending in a security guard that's actually oh. not a security guard, and he's going to have some spare clothes. We're going to get you out of here. Excellent. I hang up the cell phone, and I wait around. I think about my family. I think about how I've been raised. I think about everything that's shaped me to be who I am. I think about the meals I had growing up with my family. I think about the the pasta that was instant. I think about the, the cheap meals that made everyone happy. Enters the new security guard, and he's got a fucking costume for you. And it's, <laughs> it's one of these giant stupid-ass T-Rex things. <laughs> Hey, man, what do you think you're doing in here? I'll wear this costume, but don't you think you're downplaying this a little bit? <laughs> it's cool, man. Smash Mouth is my favorite band. <laughs> I was so unbelievably dramatic. <laughs> I love Smash Mouth. Um, I think they're Grammy Award winning. He grabs you by the hand and you exit the jail and you're confronted by your parents. It was all an elaborate <laughs> scam. Oh, they're going to send me to jail again. Oh, I look at my parents. They realize they don't know me. I realize I don't know them. Because things have changed so much in the past couple of years, we've both decided to go our own separate ways. The standards I have for myself and my own folk and my own, my own, my own men, the own, the people that follow me has become such a, there's become such a big rift in that standard that I don't really consider myself part of them. Mark's dad says, my son's a dinosaur. End scene. <laughs> that was interesting. My parents, my parents decide to go home. 
I decide to press forward. I stand up and I say to all of you people looking at me, People, rise up. It's going to be okay. Everything people tell you to do, every rule everyone gives you, defy it. Rules are no longer your friend. Laws are no longer your friend. Anything anyone tells you you have to do is not true. Do what comes to your heart's content. Create chaos in this world. (laughs) This is deep, and I really think Bran just unsubscribed from his own podcast. (laughs) (laughs) He probably did. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, That's going to do it for that fucking skit, uh, or whatever the fuck that was. Dude, he probably he probably did unsubscribe because it's so like yeah, that, libertarian. Well, and also he's just like Mark should never get this kind of time on the show. Oh man, but it's great. I'm so glad you were on. This has been a fun one. Let's wrap this up and do some plugs. Uh, where can our listeners find you if you want them to on yeah. the internet? Instagram, search I E A K A Iaka. Search that or Mark Choi on Instagram. Either thing, you'll find me. Yeah, check out his sweet skateboard videos. There's some yeah. cool shit there. There's some YouTube stuff, too, if you want to find that. Yeah, that's cool. And listener, if you want to check out my record label, it's MissedOutRecords.com. Uh, there's pre-orders for our first vinyl release. It's a split between the bands Reveries, Chalk Hands, and Ocant. Uh Awesome international three-way split. Definitely recommend looking into that and any other releases on there. And if you want to... Tell a friend, family member or friend, I that'd be great. Uh, try to get some more listeners to ABTS. And uh, yeah, we're also findable on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at ABT Silence, if you Hell want to find yeah. us there. So thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll be back next week. And yeah, Mark, it was great having you on. It was fun, man. It was a really good time. <laughs> See you guys. See you.